On this episode of the Gnostic Deluge, we are covering Henry David Thoreau's profound essay on the duty of civil disobedience. In this essay, Henry really focuses on the duty we as individuals have, on the greater context that we so frequently give up our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness to, also known as government. Enjoy. Hey, Brandon. Hey, Mark. What's going on, man? Greetings. Welcome. What's going on, man? Hey, thanks for having me over today. Hey, no problem. It's been a little bit. About a month between episodes, yeah, man. I mean, crazy stuff like holiday. Like, come on. Like, Father's Day happens. and Yeah. Um, camping trips, right? I'm trying to think camping what even trips happened. Camping trips happen. Fish are caught and oh, yeah. cooked. F- fish are caught and cooked. So, but we're back, and it's been hotter than ever here in the old Arizona. Oh, yeah. Like, the week, there was a week before last week. Yeah, there was a week where it was hitting 116 or mm-hmm. 17. Mm-hmm. That's Fahrenheit for all you yeah. Celsius listeners. Yeah, not Celsius. That's like two degrees Celsius. <laughs> I never understand. Like, they're like, it's like 40, and it's like, Gosh, that's cold. Oh no, that's that's actually hot. Anyway, who knows, man? I don't. Why can't we just all be on the same degree thing? Why can't we all be on the same on the same uh, metric for well, more multiple things? Oh, you're pro metric? No, I'm. I'm all for the fractions. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the fractions are the worst. Yeah, everything divides into ten. With the the metric system, yeah. There's a put. I remember in the eighties, there's there's a little push to get us on it. But was there? Yeah, I think I remember that. It just sucks because then whenever you're doing your tool, you here you have two different tools, like yep. wrenches and stuff. Oh, it has because, the worst. And it's like, gosh dang it! I mean, this is anyway. I can I usually can care less about the different the the different uh, metrics. Right, the different ways of measurement, the different uh, systems. Yeah, but when it has to do with your toolbox, yeah, I don't like extra having... set of tools you have to have. Yeah. Anyway, enough about that. Yeah, I have lots of tools, by the way. Do you? Just trying to paint a picture here. He's a regular tool guy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a very, I'm a handyman. Mm-hmm. Well, but yeah. Anyways, that joking aside, it's been a few. It's been a few, even several weeks, probably three or four. I haven't even checked. Yeah, I think the last one was posted at the end of May. So, and it's towards the end of June. Hey, by the way. Brand is enjoying. Yeah, thanks for this cock and bull here. That's right. That's a that's a ginger beer. By the that way. is a ginger beer. That surely is. I almost got the Kroger brand. Oh. They have a, a ginger beer. And I was like, ooh. Oh. Yeah. But I didn't. Sometime in, at a more at a more uh, risky time, perhaps. This yeah. is this, this is too crucial. This moment's too crucial. Though. Yeah, we need we need a known entity to to tackle what we're tackling today. Henry David Thoreau's. How do you say his name? Thoreau. You, is that how you say Thoreau? Thoreau. We're gonna be we're gonna go through Thoreau. 
thoroughly. Get it? That's how you know it. <laughs> Good old. We're going through Thoreau, and we're going to do it thoroughly. Thoroughly. So Henry doesn't have a cool like, um, like a cool way to say his name. You know, like Ralph Waldo Emerson. You can call him Ralphie, or you can call him Waldo. Yeah. Henry's like, there's Henry is such a common name, especially for people in this time period, and so is and so is David, right? The only yeah. way the only way you can, you can say his name that you people would instantly recognize who you're talking about is by saying Thoreau. It's just not, but that doesn't just roll off the tongue though. Thoreau. Thoreau. That's okay. So you say Thoreau. I don't. Well, I just dang it! I should have read that part on Wikipedia. They have a thing on how to pronounce. Yeah, like his in, name. In, 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 they in actually action. have a section on that. I'm gonna look at it right real quick. Real quick. Don't take too long. Okay. You forced me to do this, Brandon. Yeah, we could have just planned it out and said the name the same way. And uh, I didn't think there was going to be any kind of like, uh, <laughs> what the heck? Jangles is just on a barking spree. You get that out. Okay, so Henry David Thoreau. Let's see. Pronunciation of his name. Okay. Okay, they're saying, yeah, they're, uh, Amos, Bronson, Alcott, and Thoreau's aunt each wrote that Thoreau is pronounced like the word thorough. That's, that's a horrible way to explain that. Thoreau. Like a, like a, like a thorough. thorough. Oh, okay. But more precisely, Ralph Waldo, uh, Thoro, jeez, I like that one. Thoro, yeah, it like gives me power. Thoro. Ralph Waldo Emerson oh, said that it so should be pronounced without it. Thoro, yeah, like Thoreau. I do. Thoro. I like that one too, actually. Thoro, with the H sounded and stressed on the first syllable. Thoro. Syllable. Syllable. Now you're saying other words wrong. <laughs> no, but you go sila. You give it like you say the word syllable, but you a- emphasize but the, the wrong syllables. You'd be, you give a teaching moment as you're saying it. <laughs> okay, so among modern American English speakers, it is perhaps most commonly pronounced. I don't even know how you would say that. Thero. Thero. With the stress on the second thorough syllable. So you know what? For the for a section that's called pronunciation of his name, to give like four different ways to do it doesn't help. Yeah, because it's never. No, we looked at this because we wanted to see how to pronounce his name. It doesn't help that we get four different ways. Well, now I'm you know. I'm gonna take Ralphie's Ralphie's way. Thorough. 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 That's how I always say it. Thorough. Thorough. It is, I think that's how I say it. Now I'm like confused if if that's the way you say it. Henry David Thoreau. Yeah, that's how I was saying it. Yeah. Good job, Mark. You know, there's a little bit of Waldo in all of us, isn't yes, there? Yes, there is. So um, anyway, so we're doing On the Duty of Civil Disobedience, which was originally Resistance to Civil Government was the original title. But I like this one because on the duty of civil disobedience, it's not just like 
Oh, on the idea of it, it's like on the duty of it. Yeah, it's a different. puts a little different twist on it. Remember the old, the old uh, Boy Scouts duty to God, um, duty to country. Yeah, what is it? My, do my duty to God and my country. on my honor. I would yeah. do my duty. Do my best. To, Something like that. Yeah, had, to do my duty. <laughs> it says do your best, though. On my honor, I would do my best to do my duty to God, to help other people at all times, or to God and my country to help other people. Anyway, but this is on the this is like even a cooler duty because this is on the duty of civil disobedience. Which is like yeah. what? I, I just like the title because you're like, I have a duty to do that. That's cool because usually your duty is to be obedient. This is the duty to be to disobedience. That's cool. It is, Brandon. Though it kind of contradicts in a way one of the greater, bigger picture ideas that he pushes and that Ralph Waldo Emerson, his friend, pushes quite a bit is like, he's basically saying like, are you just like a, are you just like a servant? Like, do you, do you wait to be told what to do? Type of type of thing. Yeah. And so when, so by telling us like, you know what your duty is, it's like you're like letting someone tell you what your duty is. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Oh, but, I, I, okay. I was like, "What? What are you saying, Brandon?" Now I get. But I think I need to find where's that. Oh, here it is. Remember, what do you have there? Oh, self-reliance. Remember his thing. Society everywhere is in conspiracy against the manhood of every one of its members. That was like the best. Like, that was from Self Reliance. That was the biggest. That's the biggest conspiracy theory ever. We talked about. Yeah. That society is cons- has everybody's conspiring against you as the individual. It's society is a conspiracy that everybody's in on against everybody else. Every individual. By the way, if you haven't. If you don't know much about what we're referring to in self-reliance, we have an, we have an episode on self-reliance. Yeah, because <laughs> that's funny. By the way, check out those Ralph Waldo Emerson's because nobody seems to be checking them out. <laughs> we went through the statistics a little bit before we started today. <laughs> it's it's some some of it, it's surprising. I mean, not that we're like doing big numbers or anything, but it's surprising so the ones that people mm-hmm pick up on it some some like the hermetica and stuff sure. like what the heck or the Kabbalion, like yeah. whoa those are pretty low yeah so so we did take note on how a few of the um specifically self-reliance or and also compens it was a <laughs> ruffled emerson tanked man yeah it didn't do good not popular <clears throat> so i guess he's uh keep your opinions to yourself right ralphie yeah, Ralph. They just don't like his name. I mean, it is an old-timey name. I know. I mean, Waldo. I know. Let's get that out. I'm done with it. Okay, well, so, so let's uh, let's do this. On the duty of civil disobedience. How do you want to start this? Um, well, let's just start off with uh, his opening statement. Yeah. So they like. So here's the thing: is I've heard that I've heard this motto before. Quote. That government is best which governs least, right? I've heard that before. Yeah. 
And so apparently that was around even when he in the when was it written in the eighteen it was oh by okay it was written in eighteen forty nine it was published uh yeah so even back then that was something that people would say which makes sense right yeah and uh, and then basically uh, but he takes it a step further and he says I should like to see it acted up to more rapidly and systematically carried out and it finally amounts to this which also i believe and then his he changes it and says that government is best which governs not at all what whoa thorough david yeah and then he goes on he says government is at best but an expedient now i actually was meaning to look it up but but yeah, the way that he uses that most governments are usually and all governments are sometimes inexpedient. So he's saying not necessary, not, 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 uh, yeah. Like governments are at best needed a little, you know, or expedient to, to help. But most of the times, usually they're not expedient and, all governments are sometimes inexpedient or get actually get in the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, the objections which have been brought against the standing army. Oh, this is good. Um, and they are many and weighty and deserve to prevail may also be brought against a standing government. Okay. The standing army is only an arm of the standing government, which is true. And, a government is the only thing they have like a standing army is force that they can use they don't have any other uh mechanism mechanism change yeah read the next uh sentence after <clears throat> oh do you know where i ended sorry i'm like the oh i guess Okay, yeah. The government, the government itself. itself, which is only the mode which the people have chosen to execute their will, is equally liable to be abused and perverted before the people can act through it. Witness the present Mexican War, the work of comparatively a few individuals using the standing government as their tool. Yeah. For in the outset, the people would not have consented to this measure. That's referring to a current event at that time? Yeah. A, a and that's the historical that's event. the only current events we're going to try to stick stick with his current old events that he talks his about. current events. But the whole thing with the Mexican War, I was looking at this. Mm -hmm. um, Texas was independent. Yeah, and um, I believe that they had were. Okay, James K. Polk was voted into office as president, and one of his big things was Manifest Destiny. He was going to expand the U.S. even bigger. Mm. And Texas had already left Mexico. Yeah. And they were trying to... Thinking about getting... Uh, annexing Texas into the... You know, for the estate... Yeah. One of the big thing problems with Texas is that it was a slaveholder area. And 
they at this time in in America there they were trying to there's a you know a lot of, most of the northern states were anti or against slavery and they were trying not they didn't want new slave states to be coming in because all of a sudden now you have a slaveholder state that would have different votes and everything mm-hmm. so it was a problem sure so that that's and the Mexican war was going to expand try to uh, expand territory even more territory to make that possible and so they were worried so the mexican war was linked to slavery interesting and it was also part of the imperialist expansion you know or whatever at the time of america and taking on a weaker country like mexico mm-hmm. kind of taking advantage of them sure and there it's questionable about how the Mexican War got started and everything. Actually, Abraham Lincoln, back when he was in the a Senate, senator, he, because the whole dispute was that Mexico owned a certain part, you know, and then they said that the, the U.S. had gone in it, and so they attacked him. Yeah. You know, they had gone beyond this, I think it was a river, the Rio Grande River sure. or something. And, but the U.S. said that they had, not crossed into that line and were you know um attacked i don't know if this makes sense but so abraham lincoln actually on the senate floor said i want to know the exact spot you know that uh that that this that uh the war started show me it because i know it wasn't it was not the fault of the of the mexican government or you know, it wasn't our territory that we were attacked on it was their territory sure so there's a lot of contention History lesson, Over history lesson there. But yeah, so there there but so he links the Mexican war and slavery over throughout this whole thing because it was like it was this expansionism and expansion of slavery and everything that he was against. Yep. So anyway. Yeah. Well, that's a good context. So there. he's so whenever he says witness the Mexican war, the work of comparatively comparatively a few individuals using standing government as their tools and that's so that's why he's what he's talking about he's like they're they're manipulating the 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 newspapers and everything to get us into this war actually the war was done uh once the when this is published sure. but um so he just uses that as, as an example and think about most wars you know throughout time it's manipulation and the it's not usually it's not um what is it uh it's the work of comparatively a few individuals that get you you know try to rile people up yeah so anyway um he says i like the uh the the next line yeah next line yeah read it it says this american government what is it but a tradition though a recent one, endeavoring to transmit itself unimpaired to posterity, but each instant losing some of its integrity. It has not the vitality and force of a single living man, for a single man can bend to its w- to his will. Can bend it to his will, yeah. So yeah, it's like this, this recent tradition is trying to force itself to continue, right? Yeah, and, then and but then with every single little generation, it gets a little less integrity. 
and it doesn't even have the vitality of a of a man because of a single man because a single man can bend to sure. its will. You know, you get one powerful person in there, somebody who's a good speaker or whatever, and who knows? Maybe you'll get the Civil War. Or oh, yeah, in just an, just a just a uh, possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Or you'll get you know. Anyway. So okay, I get next part. I get is government show thus how successfully men can be imposed upon, even imposed on themselves for their own advantage. Um, yet this government never of itself furthered enter, any enterprise. Okay, it does not keep the country free. Okay. He's making some points. Yeah. Like, what? It does not keep the country free. It does not settle the West. It does not educate. The character inherent in the American people has done all that has been accomplished. And it, and it would have done somewhat more if the government had not sometimes gotten its way. True. That's a good point. Yeah. Because, but think how, we, you know, we think today. That's the government. I mean, the, the, the government is, you know, doing all these things. They're the ones that educate because they have the funding for the education mm -hmm. and everything. Or they're the ones that keep the country free. It's like, and so it's this, this myth that's out there. Yeah. That they've taken the, you know, they take the, they give out the money. So that's other, oh, the ones that are doing it. Sure. I, I like what he says that it's the character inherent in the people. Let's just say that do do these things it's not the government that does it government is incapable of anything yeah they just I think so yeah they just like basically they take and you'll get into they take more. the money and they dole take it your out money, and then often, and then they say look what i did for you yeah and they often <laughs> dole the money out in the wrong places and often lose part of it and and oh there's a cost to everything yeah. it goes through the hand yeah it's like it's anyway, I, I think that's an interesting thing. And so he kind of turns the, he's turned it on his head. You know, they were trying to build the tradition that or, you know, like they were trying to like he said earlier that it's endeavoring to transmit itself unimpaired to posterity. Yeah, that's already built up this mythos that it it's the one that's doing these things. And it's like, well, that's not true it's it was most likely there was a a um ideology at the time that was trying to push a political spectrum that was trying to push for more of it yeah it's always it's it. always it's a constant i just don't know the history to know how i don't know the history well enough to know if that was actually happening at the time well, but i'm guessing that it was well i'm saying but you got the example that he used of the sure the mexican war and slavery you know of these things where they're trying, they're expanding and pushing and pushing and, and that's one of the problems. Growing. That's one of the issues. Is in the very beginning, he mentions, you know, at its best, the government is best. When he says, "Oh, government is at best, but an expedient, right?" Mm -hmm. But but he says most of the time it's not. It's inex. It's, it's an, inexpedient. And, and it, yeah. But the problem is. And this is my this is my observation. I think, and he mentions this a couple times, or loosely mentions it, is in the moments that it is expedient, like okay, but then letting go 
and letting it yeah, it good goes, luck. Yeah, it like stays. Well, there's there's you, a, there's you a saying it and then it stays that there's that big. there's nothing more permanent than a temporary government program. Sure, exactly. You know, I've there's always before. these things like, oh, well, this is just here for now, and but it just never disappears. It's yeah. just one of those things. And this isn't this isn't really going to be. We're not trying to do like an anti-government rant, which is what we're <laughs> sounding like. <laughs> I mean, not that. Not in any way. More, more. I want to relate this to morality and not letting the government take over your morality. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think a a lot of people instead of taking personal responsibility, you know, or being self-reliant, you know, or whatever is looking for government to be the one to step in to do, to answer moral questions when they, a lot of, we could just do it ourselves, but we'll get on to that. So, but Hey, this is all Ralph Walt or not. This is all uh Thoreau's yeah. stuff. So he's the, he's the anti-government guy. One of the recurring themes in this, and it's not about government itself. It's about, our as as people and as citizens and as a society it's about our responsibility to kind of take care of ourselves or yeah of our our governing our own morality and yeah. saying well i can't well we'll get to it i can't just wait around for this you know for the laws to change but anyway he one thing that he points out is that uh trade and commerce would never manage to bounce over obstacles which legislators are continually put in their way. Um, oh, wait. He's saying that... that um, what was the point of this one? Uh, that the governments are putting up obstacles to trade and commerce, you know. And taxes and all this stuff, and that. But fortunately, it's the people that are willing to work around these things that that make trade and commerce happen, yeah, yeah. be able to happen. Yeah. Uh, great, you know, it's a good thing, right? That people haven't just like they continue to push around it. Yeah, but it's almost like they don't want. It's they're constantly putting up obstacles in the way, and why? Anyway, that's kind of, I guess that's not really. Um, so when it, uh, he says, I ask not at once, no, for no government, but at once for a better government. He's like, I'm not saying right now, okay, just do away with it. I just, his, he's saying, I, I want a better one, one that is less oppressive, one that's less in my life and in the life yeah. of everybody stays out of things but yeah, that, that it doesn't have that it doesn't have to be in at the moment yeah because it just finds it just is constantly creeping in on everything something comes up and all of a sudden oh well we've got to do this and and the, and then all of a sudden next thing you know you're probably just walking around breaking laws and not even realizing because there's so many laws on the books sure yeah supposedly there's this thing like like you create, you do a felony like at least a couple times a day. Oh, really? Okay. Suppo- well, okay. I don't have a. I doubt it. I've I heard, never do that. I know because felonies seem like a big thing. But yeah. I'm saying, but think about like criminal speeding or something. Mm-hmm. There's a few things. <laughs> yeah. I probably am doing that driving to work. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, but I'm saying if they want to, you're going, you know, just a little bit over the speed limit. They could be pulling you over every single freaking time just because. Exactly. And not that. And not for the fact that you're endangering anybody per se. It's just if they want to. And I'm pretty sure that I'm. I, I think it has might have happened happened to me before. I'm not sure, but I I'm I'm confident that the that there is the like law enforcement and stuff being just real pe- being people, not wanting. If I was a, if I was a police officer and I had, and I had to pull someone over that was going like recklessly fast over the, the over that limit of that threshold of misdemeanor and felony. Yeah. I wouldn't want to like ruin their life, you know? So I'm like, Hey, um, you know, and so you sometimes I can, I think that they're kind of like, Hey, I, I could write you up for a felony. I'm not going to, you know what I'm saying? But there, but the, the, the fact that those laws are there though. Yeah. And if they wanted, they could. Yeah. Well, I'm saying it's kind of a fragile system. It's like, wait, I can get in trouble with a lot of things that I don't well, currently but, get in trouble But it for. also is up to can be willy nilly. Sure. It's kind of like, but anyway, I don't know. I don't know if those things are felonies, but, (laughs) um, okay. So the next, the, uh, after all, okay. Yeah. Read that. After all, the practical reason why, when the power is once in the hands of the people, a majority are permitted and for a long period continue to rule, is not because they're... Is not. Yeah. Okay. I want to emphasize these different... Okay. Okay. It's not because they are most likely to be in the right. Nor. Nor because this seems fairest to the minority. But. But because sorry. they are physically the strongest. Okay. So that's huh? a... It's my first marking, by the way. Oh. Yeah. So it's not because they're most likely to be in the right. The majority rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nor is it because it's the... F- the fairest in the minority. That's not why majority rule is the rule. <coughs> yep. Why is it the first thing you marked? Because they are the strongest. Physically the strongest. Physically the strongest, yeah. He says a government in which the majority rule in all cases cannot be based on justice, even as far as men understand it. And then can there, here's some good questions. Can there not be a government in which the majority do not virtually decide right and wrong, but conscious? So can't we have one that's instead of the majority deciding what's right and wrong, it's the individual's conscience. Um, uh, Must the citizens Ever for a moment, or at least, or the least degree, resign his conscience to the legislator. That's an interesting question. Yeah, why we? Why do we give it to someone else? Like we all have them. You don't have. Yeah, you can't. I mean, do are you gonna? Just because the majority voted for something or whatever, does that oblige you to just totally? uh, Have no consciousness. Oh well, that's what happened. That's the vote. We voted them in. Yeah. So what happens to the rights of the minority? You know, or the idea suddenly is that the thing that you were against because it was voted in 
good. Yeah, and I think that's it. that's the that's an issue um, at all times, right? Yeah, I like the next line. It says, "I think that we should be men first and subjects afterward." That's right. Go, uh, Henry. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, Henry. Go for it. Go for it, Henry. I keep mixing him up with Ralph Waldo Emerson. Those names, man. Well, they they both have three names. I know. What are, what are people doing? Oh, well, I guess it's just your middle name. I got a middle name. Yeah, but we. I'm gonna start going by it. I'm gonna start having all three. Yeah, but it's almost like. So here's the thing. This is. I, I'm not gonna go off on a rant, but it's almost like when sometimes when people name their children, they name them names that like flow together. In a way where you can say all you can say three names together and it sounds like okay. And then some people was like, hey, that middle name you gave me, this doesn't flow with my first name at all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not saying mine doesn't, but I've met people where it's like, oh, there's no there's no graceful way to say your full name. So you're just not gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> like your name sucks, man. That's um, that's the too long to not read of that little spill, yeah. Sometimes that happens. It's real. Um, and he even talks about corporation a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, you said, uh, and that's kind of the that's that's one of my takes from this. A corporate. Uh, he's talking about government. Yeah. But these this same like concept can be taken for any organization. Well, but yeah, it says a corporation has no conscience. You know, government and government is a corporation. Yeah. There's no conscience in in government. But people are trying to use it like to be the 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 state the people's conscience, you know, by legislating when it's the people that have the conscience. Um law okay, this is law never made men a whit more just. Um, a common and natural result of an undue respect for law is that you may see a file of soldier, soldiers, colonel, captain, corporal, privates, powder monkeys, and all marching in admiral, admiral, admirable order over hill and dale to the wars against their wills, I against their common sense and their consciences they have no doubt that it is a damnable business in which they are concerned now what are they They're talking about these mm-hmm. men are they men at all or small movable forts and magazines at the service of some unscrupulous man in power and then read the next sentence visit, visit the-, the navy yard and behold a marine such a man as an American government can make, or such as it can make a man with its black arts, a mere shadow and reminiscence of humanity, a man laid out alive and standing, and already, as one may say, buried under arms with funeral accompany- accompaniments, though it may be. Okay, well, we won't read that. But I think that's interesting. Like, what kind of man does the government make? Sure. This corporation, yeah, they they make 
he these are his words they can the only kind of person they can make is somebody who obeys rules will march even if that are willing to march into a war that they may object to mm-hmm. but will still do it and basically that he says are they men at all or are they just movable forts and and weapons and yeah so that's it's interesting that you go to a marine yard or a, a navy yard behold a marine such a man as the government can make with its black arts a mere shadow and reminiscence of humanity i, could I think be, i could be wrong but i think at this time the marines were not in, in in the United States, the Marines were not. They were part. They were Navy. They were part. Yeah, yeah they're like a special branch. Of yeah, the Navy. the Marines. Yeah, but oh, the, this is where he says the mass of men serve the state, thus not as men mainly. Oh yeah, but as the, machines. But as machines with their bodies, and uh, they put themselves on a level with wood and earth and stones. And wooden men, perhaps, can perhaps be manufactured that will serve the per the purpose as well. Yeah, yeah. So he's just the, saying the, like the, they're say, machines. Yeah, and that's that's the way the government looks at. It. He was giving his eighteen fifty um, vision of what a robot would look like. Yeah, using wood. Well, no, of but course. he's saying you're seeing robots. Uh, I'm saying all's. Like what the cannon, you know, yeah. all that all it is is an extension. Like these weapons, that's all the government sees its soldiers as, even though they're human beings with conscience and stuff. They're just an extension of these weapons. Sure. Yeah. And it says, yet such as these even are commonly esteemed good citizens. Well, yeah, because they, you know, they, they mean, do their duty. Yeah, I mean, well, you're, yeah, people are always praising and stuff. And even nowadays, you know, you hear all the, all the praise and stuff. And it's like, well, so what makes them a great man, a great person? It's like, and according to Thoreau, they're, they're not, are they even men at all or just movable parts for the government? Yeah, well, and that's the might be a slightly controversial, but when yeah, yes, some of them are, a lot of them, or not most of them are, but they should be judged on their conscience, not their title or the conscience of the machine that they serve. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but he had Which already didn't he had already talked about them being. Mani- manipulated into wars you know the the country as a whole by just a few men so they're they end up being pawn pieces and puppets for a few people who have bigger ambitions true yeah so i mean and you you they're people who end up using their conscience you know, when something, when, say, the government's doing something illegal, are enemies to the state and will usually end up having to serve time or whatever. Anyway. Um, ooh. 
Here, there's uh, one. Oh, how does it? Yeah, that. How does it become a man to behave toward this American government today? I answer that he cannot without disgrace be associated with it. I cannot for an instant recognize that political that political organization as my government, which is the slaves' government also. That's it's like how the heck I can't I can't yeah I won't recognize it that has freaking slaves. Yeah, he's against a he's he's getting a good point that um and I and I see the same thing like in when I was reading through this one of the things I often thought about was like other types of organizations that aren't governments too like a religion for example you know you give it that a lot of the same rules apply but people will behold themselves to such a an organization and but yet they'll turn a blind eye when the organization does things that they don't agree with and they'll still claim it as theirs happily yeah I'll make excuses well yeah, oh yeah. it's the best we got you know it's like exactly. well, uh yeah but i think it's interesting well and the thing is that the idea is that I mean, this is 1840, almost 1850, but there there had already been a lot of states that had banned slavery. Yeah, and they were trying to reconcile because then he wrote this in 1849. In 1850, the Fugitive Slave Act happened, hmm. and that was the one where because the states were like, "Well, no, we're not going to." If if a, a slave escapes our state, or the slavery in another state and comes up here, yeah. So the federal government and all their, you know, uh, intelligence or their wisdom said, "Well, no, we're gonna what we're gonna do is if a slave escapes, you are obligated as." whether or not you have slavery in your state to return that slave. And they put these big, the, they made it worth the while, you know, a lot of, uh, money for people to be able to come up and, and, and catch, get the slaves and, and hunt them down and stuff. And that was part of the big, uh, thing where, um, Oh, what is it called? Where the state's, don't they say no we're not obligated just because you made a federal law doesn't mean we're obligated to follow it and we're not you know a lot of states were like we're not going to help sure what is that called don't know nullification is that what that is i think it's uh not not no yeah where it's state nullification okay yeah i've heard i know i know that kind of stuff has happened yeah where they were like Nope, we're not going to do it. You can't. You can't make it just because you made it into federal law. We have in our state. We don't even have slavery, so we're not obligated to catch slaves. Yeah, you can't make us, kind of thing. So that's true. But it, but I'm saying so. It's it was a bit. This is a super big contentious issue, especially in these northern states. Um, and then I like this next this next paragraph all men recognize the right to revolution 
that is the right to refuse allegiance to and to resist the government when its tyranny or its inefficiency are great and unendurable. Mm-hmm. But almost all say that such is not the case now. It's, That's what they always common. freaking say. Yeah. But such was the case, they think, in the revolution of 75. So that's always the ex- Well, that was, you know, that was then. But you know what? The thing is that the government that was established by that, after that revolution of 75 or 1776, mm-hmm. you know, after the Declaration of Independence, the government that was established after that doesn't recognize the right to revolution. Sure. Now, think about that. Yeah. They if you if somebody was to try to to change things, you know, and not within the rules they set, just like the British mm-hmm. monarchy, they would think that they were traitors, you know, and uh uh terrorists or whatever. Yeah, yeah, insurgents. Yeah, insurgents. Yeah, all this stuff. So it's like and it's always the excuse, well, that was then. And and it's like, well, what was it? Like some a few extra cents on taxes and different things. It's like mm-hmm. that pushed yeah. them over the edge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, anyway. But it's always the excuse. That was the case then. But that's not the case now. We're not at that point. It's like. It's almost like there's like the cyclical like pattern where where societies or people people as a whole like they there's a group that were strong and they did and did did what they needed to do and then for several generations they just like oh no that's not that's not what we do anymore that's not this is not for now yeah you know and they point to the ones of the past with reverence and like no they this that was applicable then yeah you know but rather than say, yeah, but we don't have the, we don't have the inner strength to do that today. No one wants to say that. So then they just say it's not applicable. Yeah, I want to. I want to skip to this. Why um, does? Yeah. Oh, I know. I remember this, where that's at. Why does it? This is the state. Why does it always crucify Christ, excommunicate Copernicus and Luther, and pronounce Washington and Franklin rebels? This is the only thing states can do uh, that 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 if there is like a Washington or Jefferson type person nowadays with the same exact they would be under this government. Which was founded, you know, Mm -hmm. by these people rebels. Yeah, that that every time it's going to Christ fight, crucify Christ, you know, because he's not obeying the rules or the religion. It's going to excommunicate Copernicus and Luther because why? They, they're they're they questioning speak out. the science and they're yeah. questioning the, dog, the religion. The religion. And then they're going to pronounce Washington and Franklin rebels every single time because they want a different form of government or they see the 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 injustice that's in the government. And you can't have those kind of you can't have people that 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 not only think but act on their thoughts. Yeah. So what it's saying is they hold them up as heroes, 
but they in actuality they despise those people because they are a challenge to the power their the power yeah. that's been established yeah they don't they don't go together um you can't believe I didn't mark that line I well that skip that skipped ahead oh okay okay I don't want to I mean, there's a lot. Of, I got so much marked in here. Actually, there's a big section that I don't have marked, so maybe we just keep going. Um, we're good at practically speaking. Let's see. Practically speaking, the opponents to a reform in Massachusetts are not, oh, this is interesting, are not 100,000 politicians at the South talking about the Southern states. Yeah. But 100,000 merchants and farmers here. Yeah who are more interested in the commerce and agriculture than they are in humanity. Yeah. And are not prepared to do justice to the slave and to Mexico, cost what it may. So, it's, they're, they're still willing to, to get these, you know, because basically the, the north was the industrial area and the south was the agricultural area. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. Well, you know, it's like speak generally yeah. speaking. So all that cotton and all that stuff and tobacco and stuff would be put sent up north to the industrial place where they could process it and everything. And so so the the people up north were still willing to de- even though, you know, they thought that that slavery was uh, you know, something they didn't want, but they were still willing to trade with them because yeah. they could still make money. So that's the thing. If if they were if they were to to not deal with these people, they're like, no, we don't we don't want mani- you know stuff that's ma- uh, done by slaves or whatever. Um they could end it. They could end that whole thing. There wouldn't be yeah would but they weren't to, willing to. Yeah it comes at the at the point I think he said, practically speaking, and it it comes down to the actions of people. Yeah, and and we one of our crutches is we look and say, well, um, I'll wait for this to happen officially in you know in like Congress. Yeah. Well, we don't have it here, but we'll take slave, we'll take slave. We're happy to to take in goods that are matter that are picked by slave labor. And then we have the audacity to like, but I don't, I personally, I don't agree with it. Yeah. You know, I, but what are you going to do? <laughs> it's the, who, where else are you going to get cotton? You know, I quarrel not with far off foes, but with those who near at home cooperate with and do the bidding of those far away and without whom the latter would be harmless. So anyway, this, he just makes a lot of good. Points okay. Th- these are important paragraphs. Um, the word says there are thousands. Yeah. yeah, there are thousands who are in opinion opposed to slavery and to the war, who yet in effect do nothing to put an end to them, who esteeming themselves children of Washington and Franklin, sit down with their hands in their pockets and say that they know not what to do, and do nothing, who even postpone the question of freedom to the question of free trade Ooh. and quietly read the price read the prices current along with the latest advices from Mexico after dinner and it may be 
fall asleep over both of them, over them both. Okay, so um, what is he saying there? What is the price current of an honest man and a patriot today? Yeah, so it's like, yeah, these same people that claim they can't do anything about it and that they're children of Washington and Franklin, you know, at the end of the day, it's they count their... But they're counting their money and yeah. they're looking at the, ooh, well, what... Okay, so how, how is this going to affect things? But what is the price current of an honest man and patriot today? You said that was your question. Yeah, it was. They hesitate and they regret and sometimes they petition... But they do nothing in earnest and with effect. They will wait for other to remedy the evil. They're waiting for somebody else to do something or they to will, vote in the right person. They will wait for the next Washington and Franklin. Yeah. That they may no longer have to regret it. At most, here's here's one. Uh, at most, they give up only a cheap vote. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, I voted. There are 900 patrons, 999 patrons of virtue to one virtuous man. Um, so, at most, what are they doing? I'm going to, I go, I went out and I voted for it. Yeah. I heard, oh, this is, I don't want to get into current politics. They got their sticker, right? I yeah. Sticker. Yeah, I was going to do a story of some, but it's not that important. Just think about that, where you're giving up your cheap vote, you know, and then you, regardless of whatever you did past or not, you're like, well, I voted against it or Mm -hmm. I voted for it. Sure. And it didn't pass, but next time we're going to get them. It's like, well, but it was it. Is, that is it you, right or is it wrong, you know? Yeah, and is that what you're limited to as a human being? <laughs> to like, well, next time, like, are you? Are we so feeble? Your consciousness is clear, yeah. you know? Uh, oh, okay, so now he goes into his little thing on voting. Yeah, um, like it's a game? Yeah. All voting is a sort of gaming, like checkers or backgammon. The slight moral tinge to it playing with right and wrong with moral questions and being naturally and betting naturally accompanies it. Um, um, yeah, the, uh, I cast my vote as I think, right, but I am not vitally concerned that the right should prevail. This is what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Like I am willing to leave it to the majority. So it's like, this thing where yeah it's like this gaming where it's like well you know you you put your money on the thing we'll see if it happens and all, you, you know you get the 50 50 chance all that it didn't win and it's like well is it more it was what you wanted moral or not so you're not con- you're not vitally concerned if right should prevail you're willing to leave it to the majority even voting for the right is doing nothing for it he says, it is only expressing to men feebly your desire that it should prevail. A wise man will not leave the right to the mercy of chance, nor wish it to prevail through the power of the majority. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, think about civil rights or something. The next like they were just, well, I'm just saying they were just, if they would have just sat on their hands and waited for the majority, how how long would it have taken for some stuff to change? 
Exactly. Anyway. The next, the, his next comment kind of clarifies that a little bit. Okay. He, and it burns too, by the way. Ouch! Yeah. It burns. It says there is little virtue in the action of masses of men, and this is the, this is what burns. Uh-oh. When the majority shall at length vote for the abolition of slavery, it will be because they are indifferent to slavery, or because there is little but slavery left Ouch. to be abolished by their vote. And I think that's that's what hurts is, um, and that goes back to the uh, that goes back to the I I'm always quoting the Alexander Pope line about the the vice, you know. Um, and how vi- the vice is a <laughs> frightful you mean, think. you know, what as to be hated needs but to be seen, yet Keep seen going. too oft, familiar with her face. We first endure, then pity, then embrace. Ah, uh-huh. so something's it always so at first it's like a it's a controversial thing, and people kind of like you know endure it, and then they kind of once it becomes once it gets into the mainstream. And yeah. it becomes like an everyday occurrence, and all of a sudden, it's like, uh, and it, it just becomes less important. And then it finally gets voted in, and people celebrate, like, we did it. And it's really because people just became indifferent, like, oh, okay, yeah, well, yeah, it's Not because usually morality changed. Usually, usually, uh, yeah, the morality doesn't play into it. Laws aren't changed because of morality; they're just changed because. It's already the the time has come. That, yeah, you know it's already like, like, uh, or it's too much trouble to fight it. You know, yeah. it's like okay. Think about a lot of things that have over the years, over decades that you can think of. I'm not gonna no nothing specific, but there's lots of things that have like tried to pass law, tried to pass a law. There's you know, and then finally all of a sudden in one state it passes. And then all of a sudden, the next few years, it starts all, you know, and it starts to just, and, yeah. and it's, but it failed more time. It failed, fell, 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 fell. Yeah, but People didn't want it. People didn't want it. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, it's everywhere. Why? Well, but also think about in the, in the things where different things with different states, like, like you're talking about, yeah. you know, legalizing different things or whatever, the federal government still has those things things illegal they're always the last yeah exactly you're right it not always the, the last but there are a lot of happens the at the state level first yeah where they might where something actually just or you know might might be passing but just think about how many people are in prison for things that are legal in a state but sure. illegal federally it's just yeah. crazy yeah Without, you know, anyway. Um, oh yeah, this is, this one's interesting. Cause I, I put who chooses who you vote for. Um, as, uh, I, I hear of a convention to be held at Baltimore for a, of a candidate for presidency made up chiefly of editors and men who are politicians by profession. But I think what is it to any independent, intelligent and respectable man what decisions they come to who yeah. cares what yeah. these conventions come to who are these people like uh are they are there not many individuals in the country who do not attend conventions but no i find that the respectable man you know these individuals he's talking about 
that don't go to the thing, these respectable the respectable man so called has immediately drifted from his position and despairs of his country when his country has more reasons to despair of him. Okay, he forthwith adopts one of the candidates thus selected from this dumb committee. Yep. As the only available one. Mm-hmm. I've I, I whenever I read this, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm it happens every all the time. single freaking time. Yeah. His vote is for of no more worth than any that of any unprincipled foreigner or hireling native who may have been bought. And he says, Oh, for a man who is a man, and as my neighbor says, has a Bone in his back, which you cannot pass your hand through. Yeah, what a saying. Like, can you narrow that saying down a little bit? Well, he's just saying he has a backbone. Yeah, I know. But it's like they used to say that whole thing. Yeah. As my neighbor says, has a bone in his back that you cannot pass your hand through. Like, that's a lot of words. His neighbor was. I'm uh, glad that we've narrowed that down today to like a backbone. It's every time, man. It's yeah. like, I mean, I can remember very recently. There was a, two particular people that people were like, I don't like either one, you know? Yeah. I mean, it. like, but what, guess what happened? One of them ended up winning. <laughs> the yeah. one that they don't like either one, but one ended up winning. And guess what? Those people that said they didn't like either one, they probably ended up voting for one of the ones. Yeah, the common holding phrase, their nose and voting. The common the fr- the common phrase that I hear, or the common apology that I hear a lot is, "Well, sometimes you gotta choose the lesser of two evils." Uh, I never heard that. You never That's heard that one before. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard of a man passing his hand through a backbone? Oh, I've heard that. <laughs> That's what my neighbor used to say. That. Do you want to want it, Brandon? Enjoy. Let it, Let it be. Thanks, Mark. Let it go. Let it go. He says that in here. San Francisco bottle opener. Well, I know that. Um. Anyway, I just thought whenever he said that, I was like, "Wait, this was happening in 1840." Sure, it's like a constant. It's like wow, like, this has been going on forever. Yeah, because you're always like. People are always like, oh, things have gotten so bad now and stuff. It's like, dude, they, they've been dealing with this from the beginning. This is only because it, it, it in eight, 1780 something that um, the Constitution, the actual Constitution. Yeah, was, yeah, when this all started. You know, after the, the way the system of voting and stuff has started. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was 87, 1780. Well, whatever. And anyway, so, um, and so th- this is only, you know, 50, 60 years after that, that they're, they're dealing like, with all oh, this gosh. stuff. Yeah. You can see the growing pains or the growing, uh, of the government into all, you know, more facets of life than they thought that it was going to. Was and even, to. and yeah. even the fact that he, that he, that there's a, there's such thing as, he didn't say career, but he says, and men who are politicians by profession. Even in that 50 years, in that 60 years or so that you were referring to, there's already like career politicians who are like. There's career know. politicians that have been in pol- politics for 50 plus years, you know, now. 
Yeah. I mean, that, it, how do you, how does that become a career? It doesn't, it's not supposed, it wasn't, it seems like it wasn't supposed to be that way, you know, but that's what happens. Like he said, what did he say about their transmitting itself unimpaired to posterity but each instant losing yeah. some of its integrity. Like, where's the integrity now? It's no. <laughs> okay, so let's move on. But I just thought that was so interesting that he said that, and it's like this is like totally relevant to today, to what I, what I hear today. It's not a man's duty. I love this one to devote himself to the eradication of any, even the most enormous wrong. But it is his duty to wash his hands of it, and if he gives it no thought longer, to give it practic not to give it practically his support, particular right, practically yeah. his support. Um Yeah, that goes back to the whole like, oh you have to choose one. He says, I must first at least see that I do not pursue them sitting upon another man's shoulders. So you're not you don't have to sit here and devote yourself to the eradication of of all the wrongs in the world, but you need to make sure that you are not giving it your support. Cause that's all you can really do is your control. Yes. Yeah. Here there's a Oh, I like this what he says to his neighbor or his heard his townsman say. Um it's just uh where I was just reading. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, some of my, I've heard my son. I have heard some of my fellow... I have heard some of my townsmen say, I should like to have them order me out to help... I Okay, I love this one, too. Okay, I'm sorry. I, and I didn't mark it, Mark, by the way. Okay. You I should like right to have... I hear, I hear this kind of stuff today, by the way. Yeah, exactly. That's why it was like... I should like... To have them order me out to help put down an insurrection of the slaves, or to march to Mexico, see if I would go. And yet these very, these very, these very men have each directly by their allegiance, and so indirectly at least by their money, furnished a substitute. Yeah. Okay. So I slaughtered the whole. I slaughtered that, by the way. But um, yeah. Yeah, but they they kind of say it like. I should like to have them order me to put down an insurrection of the slaves or march to Mexico. See if I go, you know, like kind of like I wouldn't, you know, saying that. But they have first off indirectly or directly. These men, very men have each directly by their allegiance. And so indirectly. You slaughtered it too. <laughs> dang it. At least by their money furnishes substitutes. So they're saying, dude, I would never do that. They could try to order me to to go put down a slave insurrection because there was there was a few different insurrections, you know. Yeah. Um, particularly this guy Brown that would tried an uprising and stuff. But to go I wouldn't I would not go down and personally they couldn't force me to put you know, put it down or go fight in Mexico. Sure. But he's saying but you have directly by indirectly, yeah, by f you're paying paying for your money and your and giving your allegiance to the country that yeah. is funding this stuff. 
you furnished a substitute to go for you. So it doesn't matter. There's somebody there fighting it. And guess what? They're fighting on your money. Yeah. He gives the, he, he furthers the example by, by people applauding soldiers who refuse to serve in an unjust war. Mm-hmm. But the same people that applaud them are the ones that continue, they, they support the government, which makes the war. Yeah. Like what a strong man, you know, but it's like, well, why was the war in the first place? Why did they even? Yeah. Why Without, we... They're not questioning that part. That guy, that soldier that you're applauding, yeah, he actually did what he thought was best. But everybody who allowed this even to happen didn't do their part. Yeah. Um, okay, those who, while... They disprove of the character and measures of a government, yield to it their allegiance and support are undoubtedly its most conscientious supporters. And so frequently the most serious obstacles to reform. Yeah. Oh, and so frequently the most serious obstacles to reform. Yeah. Um, Why do they not dissolve it themselves? Oh, talking about the union. Some are, okay, some are petitioning the state to dissolve the union. Yeah. Like, hey, let's get out of this. Why ask the state to do this, it? The, the, that was the thing is that people don't realize before the the southern states seceded from the union, there was big movement up north to get out. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, a lot of people don't because they, they've made it, they've pushed it so much on the southern states, you know, because they were the rebel states. They were sure. evil. They were whatever. As we discussed earlier, yeah, the, the one that's more rebellious. The one that actually the did end up doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But but the northern states were petitioning. A lot of people were pushing to get out of the 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 union. Some, some of them. And uh, he so... Um, some are petitioning the state to dissolve the union to disregard the requisitions of the president. It was a big movement. People don't realize, you know, this. But he's saying, why do they not dissolve it themselves? Why are they waiting for the state to do it? And you can take this question on every level. Yeah. Of anything. I mean, yeah. In life. So the union between themselves and the state, they can dissolve that. And refuse to pay their quota into the, its treasury. Do do not they stand in the same relation to the state that the state does to the union? So, is he's saying you know, no, don't wait around. You're just waiting for to get this majority thing. Um, I think that goes on. Does he say? Um, in the next paragraph. Uh, it says if you are um, cheated. I think I saw it. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. If you are if you are cheated out of a single dollar by your neighbor, you do not rest satisfied with knowing that you are cheated, or with you saying that you are cheat, or with saying that you are cheated, or even with petitioning him to pay you your due. But you take effectual steps at once to obtain the full amount and see that you are never cheated again. Action from principle, the perception and the performance of right, changes things and relations. It is essentially revolutionary and does not consist wholly with anything which was. Okay. 
Wilso basically saying if you're cheating, yeah, in on an individual level, if somebody cheats you out of your money or does you know does you wrong, you're gonna go. You're not just gonna sit there and go, okay, that's fine. You know why is it the? But so he's saying if your state's screwing you over and doing you wrong, why is it that you make exception for that? Mm-hmm. On individual, on individ, the individual uh, level, you don't take that exactly. So why is it that you do you let that happen on the the high on the state level or national level? Unjust laws exist. Shall we be content to obey them, or shall we endeavor to amend them and obey them until we have succeeded, or? What? There's another option? Yeah. So, okay. Because this is the only options that most of us know about. Yeah, okay. there's those two so options. Either there's unjust law. Okay, there's an unjust law. Like, oh, it's not really here's what you Here's what you learn in school, okay? There's an unjust law. Like civil rights or something. Okay. Or slavery. Mm-hmm. Let's go slavery. Here's here's your options. You can be content. You can obey them. Mm-hmm. Or endeavor, endeavor to amend them, you know. Yep. And obey and obey them until they have that they have succeeded. Yeah. You know the amendment has succeeded. Or he gives you a third option: Shall we transgress them at once? Which is the um, this is the point, the greater point of his, his entire little essay. Yeah. So read the next sentence after. Men that. generally under such. A government as this think that they ought to wait until they have persuaded the majority to alter them. They think that if they should resist, the remedy would be worse than the evil. But it is the fault of the government itself that the remedy is worse than the evil. It makes it worse. Why is it not more apt to anticipate and provide for reform? Why does it not cherish its wise minority? Why does it cry and resist before it is hurt? Why does it not encourage its citizens to be on the alert to point out its faults or and do better than it would have them? And then this is that line. That why does it always crucify why does it always, always crucify Christ and excommunicate Copernicus and Luther and pronounce Washington and Franklin rebels? There's in government there's no room for those that kind of thought they're gonna yeah. kill Jesus, they're gonna excommunicate these guys. And Franklin and Washington always are rebels under a government. Yeah. Always. Think of Star Wars. Yeah. Papaltine, dude. But he's the bad guy, right? Yeah, I think so. Who was the girl? Oh, Amadala or something? I can't remember any of their names now. <laughs> so like... <laughs> but yeah. So the state I wrote there, state power is not open to change. Never. You've got to follow their rules and sit there and wait and wait, no matter how unjust they are. Sucks. And this is what, you, but this is what you're taught in school. Yeah, you don't. You're never taught the third option that hey, you can just not do them. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're yeah. not. You're not. It's it's obedience training. And guess who funds this, the schools? Exactly. So you think you're gonna get? Any other option? We're going to teach you about a third option. Nope. So, 
Um, one would think that a deliberate and practical denial of its authority was the only offense never contemplated by its government. They've never... Um, if a man who has no property refuses but wants to earn nine shillings for the state, he is put in prison for a period unlimited by the law. If he should steal 90 times nine shillings from the state, he is soon permitted to go at large again. So if you refuse to pay to the state, mm -hmm. you'll be, you, you, they'll take away, they can take away everything, destroy your life just for this little, like nine shillings, some little pettance. All that matters is not what you did, but that you, paid, you paid the, uh, well, that that they've, they're like, why would anybody ever be? They've never contemplated that anybody would deny its authority. So if you deny the authority of the state, they're willing to do whatever they need to to get you, you know, destroy your life. But I, uh, somebody who's stealing, you know, from the state or taking legally from the state, sure. Yeah. Which is more common, probably. Yeah, that they can, they're they're fine. If the injustice is part of the necessary friction of the machine of the government, let it go, let it go. That's where. <laughs> Perchance it'll wear smooth. But is if it is of such a nature that it requires you to be an agent of injustice to another, then I say, break the law. Oh, I can't believe he said that. He said it. Not me. Yeah, that was that was uh, Henry David Thoreau. So he's saying, if it is of such a nature that it requires you to be an agent of injustice to another, I say, break the law. Let your life be a counter friction to stop the machine. What I have to do is to see, at any rate, that I do not lend myself to the wrong which I condemn. So... And then talk um, a couple paragraphs. Oh, yeah, you got it marked. Okay. Of course I do. Brandon's on this. Of course I have this marked. I do not hesitate to say that those who call themselves abolitionists should at once effectually withdraw their support, both in person and property, from the government of Massachusetts, and not wait until they constitute a majority of one before they suffer the right to prevail through them. Yeah. I think that is enough if God, if they have God on their side, without waiting for that for one or the other. Yeah. So he's he's now he's starting to really lay into it. He's doesn't hesitate to say the abolitionists effectively right now at once re withdraw their support. Yeah. Don't like don't don't say I am an abolitionist or I support the abolitionist movement. And not act upon it. Yeah. The best way to say I support it is like, yeah, I, I freed all my. Well, but, well, yeah. I mean, but withdraw your money. Oh, yeah. Property and, and even, monetar from even the monetarily. System yeah. That is supporting slavery. You're right. So that was, that was the bigger point he was making there. It wasn't just acting upon it. It was also like, but also and, withdraw your support. And from not them. wait till they constitute a majority. Before they suffer the right to prevail 
through them. Yeah. And that's the thing. And so that's the thing that I think that I often, I thought about as I was reading this and it's easy. It's definitely, I'm going to be that person that says easier said than done. Right. Yeah. But if you, at the very core government can't do anything if it's not funded. Yeah. Like, so like, well, we don't, I mean, if it's not funded, then it can't do anything. I mean, unless, you know what I'm saying? And it's, I think we, we, people often forget about that little point. Now, of course, when you have governments that can, are, Sounds can like fund themselves excuses. or the, but then you got issues, but yeah. Dang, we're, we still got a lot to go, but I do skip a lot here. Okay. Um, I was talking about reform kind of bagging on reform he says reform keeps many scores of newspapers at its service but not one man you know people write and write you publish the papers but what good are they doing they're they're printing it up and people are reading it oh yeah i agree with this and stuff but they're not doing anything to change Uh, okay this this is an interesting point under a government which imprisons unjustly the true place for a just man is also a prison. Sure. So, yeah. under a government which imprisons unjustly, where is the only place for a just man? A prison. It's in prison. And this is part of that Which thing. he has a story from it. He has a story from it, right? Yeah, but his story is... Dude, I don't know. It's not... There's no, it's, like, value. It's just, it's just interesting... Yeah. Okay. And this is part of the, the Gandhi movement and stuff. And also that Martin Luther King movement. Um, this idea that you just, okay. A minority is powerless when, while it confronts the majority. Okay. A minority is not going to be able to beat the majority. Sure. Because I mean, the reason, the my majority is in power is because it's the majority and it's yeah. just it's about more powerful not about better ideas yeah it's a, but it is irresistible but a, a um yeah that's a right. minority is is irresistible when it clogs by its whole weight so that's how you you, you can use this is a ta- the tactic he came up with or you know that you can instead of fighting yeah, the majority just get just be in you the way. You quit supporting and get in the way, and you're even worse because it's one it's one thing to 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 become a rebel, you know, or whatever, and you know, then you're you're actually rallying the majority to fight against you. Yeah, you know, what I'm, and they and you and you're giving them and you're justifying you're giving them the reason to take you out. Yeah, well, they're violent. Yeah, so he's what he's saying is. That you're not going to be able to beat them anyway. So what you do is you just quit following the laws. Quit following these dumb rules that they give you. You clog up their prisons because they are... The majority is looking to have the moral... To look moral. Yeah. You know, and this is what happened with Britain too whenever they're fighting in India. or Is that they were looking to show that they had God on their side and everything. But they were sitting there and having to to imprison and beat and st- all these Indians that were under Gandhi, mm-hmm. you know, cause they were, 
doing civil disobedience, nonviolent. Yeah, they're clogging the system. So yeah, they were clogging up the system because they weren't willing to to follow the rules that they gave them. So um, if a thousand men were not uh, to pay their tax bills this year, that would not be a violent and bloody measure as it would be to pay as, oh, that would not be a violent and bloody measure as it would be to pay them and enable the state to commit violence and shed innocent blood. So it would be the way that's worded. Can you read that there? Half the things are worded. Weird. If a thousand men were not to pay their tax bills this year, okay, that would not be a violent, violent and bloody measure as it would be to pay them and enable the state to commit violence and shed innocent blood. So if you, by not paying. Yeah, you're better. Yeah, you're not going to, it's it's less bloody and violent to not pay because the government will use it yeah. For bloody and violent things. Ugh. Yeah, that was a horrible wording. If the tax gap... This is, a, this is, in fact, the definition of a peaceful revolution, if any such is possible. If the tax gatherer or any other public officer asks me, as one has done, but what shall I do? My answer is, if you really wish to do anything, resign your office. Yeah, when the subject has refused allegiance and the officer has resigned from office, then the revolution is accomplished. But even suppose blood should flow. Is there not a sort of bloodshed when the conscience is wounded? Through this wound, a man's real manhood and immortality flow out and he bleeds to an everlasting death. I see this blood flowing now. Oh, gosh. Henry, Henry. Yeah. He's getting a little revolutionary there. Yep. So he's, but, um, and then he talks about kind of rich people that are there, you know, and this is part, if you've read Walden, Mm Mm-hmm. And stuff, kind of the idea of, well, self-reliance and that stuff for yeah. if you're made rich, uh, well, it's a rich, but the rich man, not to make any invidious comparison, is always sold to the institution which makes him rich. Yeah. The more, he says, absolutely speaking, the more money, the less virtue. For money comes between a man and his objects and obtains them for him. Um, so he hit part of his idea was to kind of live small yeah, or with as few possessions as possible. I don't think he was ever married or anything. Yeah. I think it'll, I, yeah, he might've had it. It might be easy for him to have done that. Easy for you uh, to say. Exactly. But, uh, do the Christ thing where he talks about. So, um, the, the best thing a man can do for his culture when he is rich is to endeavor to carry out those schemes which he entertained when he was poor. You know, to continue to make himself rich, right? Christ answered the Herodians according to their condition. Quote, Show me the tribute money, said he, and one took a penny out of his pocket. If you use money which has the image of Caesar on it, 
and which he has made current and valuable, that is, if you are a man of the state, and gladly enjoy the advantage of Caesar's government, then pay him back some of his own when he demands it. Therefore, uh, or, or render, therefore, to Caesar that which is Caesar's, and to God those things which are God's, leaving them no wiser than before as to which was which, for they did not wish to know. Henry, come on, man, word things better. So that's always been an interesting thing. But, well, he pulls out the, the coin, and it's got Caesar's image on it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, well, you... Guess what? This is the Caesar's image. You took the state's, the money that minted by the state and everything. He said, but he said, whose Im- image is on it? It's Caesar's. One of the things I think, and I think when you try and, I was thinking about this section here, and I was kind of imagining things and how I, how I would do it if I was more, you know, if I was interested in changing a few things here. And I thought about how one of the, one of the things that always comes back to get you, one of the ways that they get you is through like taxes. Yeah. Right. Cause I, I don't know if, if um, Henry David Thoreau had a deal with this at all when he was living on, you know, Emerson's uh, in Emerson's property for a while by Walden pound. Yeah, well, they, they saw it to pay poll taxes and stuff. Okay. There's different. And that's what, I, that's what I'm saying. If, if someone were to today, just like, okay, you know what? I'm tired. I'm just going to like purchase piece of land and like homestead and live off the land. Like a lot of people are trying to do today. It seems like, yeah. Um, you still have to pay property tax. So unless you have some way of making Caesar's coin, you're going to, you know what I'm saying? You have to, you can't just completely live off of, you can't just grow your own crops and, and be completely independent because you're still going to have to pay the, the taxes on the land. Well, that then that, that that begs the question: Where's are you a free person? Then true, exactly. I mean, it's just questions to think about. We're not yeah. here to, but it's saying it's saying like, wait, so you can't just if like I'll give you some corn or something. They don't want corn. Yeah, they want they want their money. They they want. The money they want is the one with the Caesar's image on it. Exactly, and I, and you're right. Your 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 um your answer was like I think the best one is at the end at the very end of all of that. Oh, am I really, am I really free? Yeah, you know, because like you've been imposed, you're you're being imposed upon by the state, the very state that's supposed to be giving you the freedom, right? Yeah. Like they, they're forcing you, they want you and they, they, they can't stand, they couldn't stand to have you outside of it, even if you're not doing anything bad and they, they, they don't know any way to deal with you otherwise. But he said, render under season that which is Caesar's and unto God, those things which are God's. So the image, I think I've probably heard this somewhere before, but the image on the coin was Caesar's, right? Yeah. But the image on every man oh, yeah, I get is it. God's. Yeah. So you, the the quarter or whatever, the coin, the yeah. tribute money, that's Caesar's, whatever. But guess what? You're, you're, the image that's on you as an individual is God's. And I get it. they can't take that away from you. I didn't get that. I didn't get that before. Now I get it more. Yeah. 
So when I converse with the freest of my neighbors, his neighbors keep on coming up. <laughs> he has some good neighbors though. Whatever they may say about the magnitude and seriousness of the question, their regard for the public tranquility, the long and short of the matter is that they cannot spare the protection of the existing government and they dread the consequences to their property and families of disobedience to it. And that's the, this is where it's getting down to what government really is. Yeah. It's, and what and it, we really are. Yeah. To it. Well, it, where, where the idea is that nobody, most people aren't or don't pay taxes out of the goodness of their heart or their love for their neighbor or whatever. It's for fear that the government can destroy your life, take everything you own just for not doing it. Mm-hmm. It's out of fear because government is force. It's not. It's not kindness. It's not anything. It's it's at the end of it, it like he said at the beginning, the government is a standing army ready to kill you, yeah. you know, or imprison you like he talks about or whatever. If you don't yield to it, the tribute that it demands. It will labor. It'll kill Christ, excommunicate Copernicus and Luther, and brand every time Jefferson and Washington as rebels. And that's, it doesn't. It's not your friend. Exactly. <laughs> and that example that you have quoted a few times that he, you know, about about um, Copernicus being excommunicated yeah that's actually a small deviation off of the topic of government because that's actually referring to the religious government of the time doing but that, that was yeah but which was, was very closely tied to the to the actual government mm-hmm. but that still applies till to today like today you still in a lot of different religious organizations if you have to like pay something and if you don't then you can be killed, like spiritually killed. Like you can be like, okay, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. You don't get the benefits of, you don't get to have this salvation that this church can offer you and your soul. Yeah. Well, I was thinking too, that it's also though Copernicus is science. That was the big thing. And questioning science and questioning the current science that, you know, I mean, or, you know, the, or the unscience, he was questioning the narrative yeah, you're like, wait, this guy's, a, you know. But anyway, but at any point so, when you have to, when you have to, that's the thing is, in the old, in the in in like in the medieval times, we have this, we had like this, like in, in medieval Europe, there was like this feudal system, and in 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 other parts of the world too, there was this as well. You have this more feudal system where you have like these nobles. Mm-hmm. This nobility, and there's like the lords, and basically you had people, the regular people that were like serfs. Yeah, right? they basically, and their the conditions weren't as weren't as uh, good as conditions are today most of the time, because at the end of the day, they they were able to live in their own house and they had their own families, and when they were done working, they can go play in the fields and have fun. But at the end of the day. They were they 
they weren't able they they had to give a portion of what they grew to the lord of the land and they weren't actually they didn't own free yeah and so my point i'm bringing that up is we look at that today in a modern context we look back and we go oh yeah there used they used to have serfdom back in the days and that's not really fair but it's not really too much different today yeah if you like, if you if you at even, the end of if, the, yeah if you well yeah it's at not the end it's of not the day, slavery no it's not obviously but it's if you choose to be a productive person at all then you owe and they don't want you to be a non-productive person because they can't they can't handle that so i uh He says, uh, if I deny the authority of the state when it presents its tax bill, it will soon take and waste all my property and so harass me and my children without end. They'll just over something as dumb as uh, some, you know, say say you didn't pay your taxes for a year, you know, 10,000, 20, whatever it is. They are willing to just take everything you have, destroy your life your family's life and everything because you didn't pay. Anyway, yeah. that's, that's government. He says a man may grow rich in Turkey, even if he will be in all respects, a good subjects of the Turkish government. I mean, you know, I guess back then Turkey was probably one of those examples of a bad government, but even if you're an obedient thing, you can become prosperous wherever yeah. you are. Yeah. Um, oh, we're getting, we are getting towards the end now. Yeah. Um, oh, this is talking about his, his, his time in prison kind of here. If you want to read like what I have. Sure. Just so I'm not. Yeah. We're going to have to look for it in my book. Yeah. All right. This starting where is marked. Yeah. Just the red parts. I don't know. Okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. As they could not reach me, they had resolved to punish my body. Dang it. That was a bad place to start. Well, this was talking about when he was locked up in prison. I should have given a little background. Okay, so he got locked up in prison. It was for not paying taxes, and, right? Yeah, not paying the poll tax. Yeah. Um, and as they could not reach me, they had not resolved to punish my body. Just as boys, if they cannot come at some person against whom they have at spite, well, they will abuse his dog, right? I saw that the state was half-witted, that it was timid as a lone woman with her silver spoons, and that it did not know its friends from its foes, and I lost all my remaining respect for it, and I pitied it. Yeah, now next... Okay, so he's talking about the only thing that they had was... Yeah. Well, he didn't pay the money, so we're going to take his whole body and put him in jail. Yeah. Like... I mean, it's this medieval thinking that's like the government still, they still will take people and put them in jail. How, you know, what kind of, anyway, for, especially for things that there's, you're not like keeping them, you're not, yeah, you're not in danger or anyway, or thus the state never intentionally confronts a man's sense, intellectual or moral, but his body. Oh, but only his body, his senses. It is not armed with superior wit or honesty, 
but with superior physical strength. Yeah, government's go. force. I was not born to be forced. I was. I will breathe after my own fashion. Let us see who is the strongest. Yeah, so he's like, I'm not, whatever, you know, and he didn't care that, because the only weapon they had was to take him and throw him into prison. And he's like, well, what, what good did that do? Well, luckily, and unfortunately, my my criticism on that one is, well, as we mentioned earlier, I don't think he had like a family that, to take that he was taken care of. You're you know? falling for the trap. I know, I know exactly. This is this is hey. this is where they get you though. But he didn't have that, so. But what, exactly. What do you think of whenever I say the words? Washington, Jefferson. Rebels. That's what I thought. That's what you that's, thought. That's what you thought. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? rebels. Like, rebels. Oh, what if, what if I say Christ? Crucify him. <laughs> no, but that's that's the thing is that they that think of. I think he's trying to make make the the connection or the awareness that. Or to see government in a different light, like, and that you know you're you're being constantly threatened by just their mere existence, and that's why you're doing things, and that's why he says government is best that which governs not at all that doesn't even need to be there, you know. But we have this constant specter of this of violence happening to you suddenly there's going to be some guys knocking on your freaking door and they're going to have some military type vehicles <laughs> they're gonna have guns that you can't own you know they're all dressed in their little outfits and they're from the irs they're not even from like all yeah. these there's the food and drug administration has has a military force i didn't know like that. it's this weird st- they have all this yeah like, like a little agency yeah like <laughs> it's like why does the food and drug administration need that or whatever anyway it's not good okay that's i don't want to get um he said it is for no particular item in the tax bill that i refuse to pay i simply wish to refuse allegiance to the state to withdraw and stand aloof from it effectually now so for, for those of you who are saying well, who's going to build the roads, you know, and stuff? Yeah, exactly. That's always the question. It is. If ever, if ever you've heard a debate, that's always the... And it's like, well, so is that... Is that what government's only good for, is building roads? I'm like, hey, that's fine. They can build roads. You know, I'll, okay, I'll let the government do that. And that... Uh, but at that point, then, like, Henry why don't, you, why don't you just, like, hire, like, a road-building company? Well, okay, but I'm saying, but Henry David Thoreau even answers that. He's like, um, where is that where he talks about the roads? Dang it. I have never declined paying the highway tax because I am as desirous of being a good neighbor as I am of being a bad subject. And he says, I even support schools. I'm doing my part. He, yeah. But he 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 doesn't mind paying the highway tax because that brings neighbors together. That's sure. something that unites us. That's something that 
he can get behind. Yeah, you're like putting in your share of paying for the roads. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just always I always think that's funny that that's always the objection that people give and that he answers that rejection like, hey, I, I pay highway tax because I can see the justification for that. Yeah. Other taxes, maybe not. And but then he kind of goes on and he talks about um, seeing from a lower point of view, the Constitution with all its faults is very good. It's like, hey, it's not horrible. The law and the courts are very respectable. Even this state and this American government are in many respects very admirable. Sorry, I skipped. I'm skipping ahead. It's okay. Um, and rare things to be thankful for, such as a great many have described them. However, the government does not concern me much, and I shall bestow the fewest possible thoughts on it. It is not many moments that I live under a government, even in this world. And you got to think about that, too. That... Most of the time, you're not living under government. We're all regulating ourselves yeah. in everything we do. Government, you know, so don't give it thought. A lot of people are wrapped up in government. Yeah. And that's all they're concerned about. Um, where do you want to? Let's just get to the end. Yeah, let's do it. I'm, Brandon, I'm, I'm there. The authority. Okay. Of- the authority of government, even such as I am willing to submit to, for I will cheerfully obey those laws. I'll, I will cheerfully obey those who know and can do better than I, and in many things, even those who neither know nor can do so well. Is still an impure one, to be strictly just. It must have the sanction and consent of the governed. It can have no pure right over my person and property, but what I concede to it. Remember that. Yeah. The progress from an absolute to a limited monarchy, from a limited monarchy to a democracy, is a progress toward a true respect for the individual. Even the Chinese philosopher who was wise enough to regard the individual as the basis of the empire. Um, Oh, yeah. He's referring to... um, um, he's referring to which book is he referring to? What's that Chinese philosopher uh, Lao Confucius? Tzu? Lao Tzu. Oh, is it Lao Tzu? Okay. Well, the, Tao Te Ching has one. Well, it's not that, but it's the best rulers are scarcely known by their subjects. Exactly. I think that the Lao, Lao Tzu was considered. They thought he was probably a um, a a. Um, diplomat or some like high-ranking official that was they're talking about confucius oh that's the one i know he quotes him he quotes confucius too in here anyways um even the chinese philosopher who was wise enough to regard the individual as a basis of the empire is a democracy such as we know it the last improvement possible in government is it not possible to take a step further towards recognizing and organizing the rights of man There will never be a really free and enlightened state until the state comes to recognize the individual as a higher and independent power from which all its own power and authority are derived and treats him accordingly. Okay. So we're... Did you want to... I mean, the rest is kind of... Yeah, it's it's just rehashing 
Yeah. He pulls a Ralph on a lot of his stuff by rehashing the same thing a few times. I think that's a good way to end it. Yeah. Like, hey, we haven't even gone to the extents of freedom or individual freedom that we could. Now we're just building around this democracy or republic and building up and building up, adding more and more rules and more and more things. How about we, how about it's, it tries to take into consideration the individual. Well, and and this, he actually referred to this kind of back uh, a little about midway through his essay when he was talking about, um, and you've quoted it several times now about how, you know, uh, Jefferson and Franklin were are, are always going to be the rebels. Mm-hmm. Is like at the the point that we are at now. Um, we always assume that it's like the highest point, and it's hard. We don't want to think that we can progress further, because that means that what we currently have has to change, and evolve. Right, and usually that happens through like turmoil of some kind throughout history don't even say revolution that's that's all i'm saying is like and so how dare you like we are all there's never going to be like there's never been a government it's like oh and someday we're going to evolve to a better government no we are the best right now yeah and that will always be that or this is yeah this is all we're going to get or you have to follow in the ways that we've prescribed to you yeah, and so because of the um, Jefferson and Franklin's being rebels, and because of individuals now, who stand up and they are rebels, um, because of that, then there is a there is a possibility that there is a future state that's better than this one. Yeah, not state well, or as, you can yeah. live it. You can live in that state right now. Good point. You can make your own individual choice. Be heaven on and earth. You can, no, you're saying you can, you can live your own life and, and uh, do the things that your conscience tells you. You don't have to wait for it to be in, approved by the majority because, like he says, the majority is not just just they're not the arbiters of right and wrong legally and lawfully i guess but that legal and lawful doesn't make moral and that was that was actually the point that i wanted to make and i guess maybe we didn't emphasize it because we talked so much about government is that this is more about more your own morality sure you know and saying where's my line yep or you know not giving it up just because it's been voted in or whatever. It's about it's about your it's, it's about your responsibility. Yeah, your own you're an individual or duty as he puts it. Yeah. Cuz if you I mean even if you look at like the something like the Declaration of Independence just the first um gosh, now I can't even think of it. Uh You know, all men are created with certain inalienable rights from their creator, being life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Those life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. I know that's it's a Declaration of Independence. It's not in, not the Constitution, mm-hmm. but those ideals, like he's saying at the end, are the real ideals. 
A yeah. But a government that can take away your right to your life, any part of your yeah. life, yeah. or your liberty, mm-hmm. or the your pursuit of happiness is anti the antithesis of a, a just good, government. That's a good way to put it. And, but guess what? That Those are the only options they have. Think about it. That's the only options government has is to either take away your life, your liberty, or your property if you don't do what they want. Think about that. That's crazy. I so, will think about that, Mark. Anyway, well, so hopefully this one's not too, what, you know, but just I think that there he has a lot of really good ideas and illusions and for people of all in all different backgrounds and you know political beliefs or whatever that they can be like yeah and i i agree with that and like i keep on alluding to or keep on saying and it's not even just political it's also like religious or philosophical because it's really about your responsibility yeah, to do not, what's, it's not what's just right government, for you it's your religion and yeah. everything like yeah. you like you yeah i brought up that people will make excuses for institutions that they're in true you know because oh well that's just a few bad people yeah that are doing these things you know no matter what it is and it's like well then maybe you until they fix that, you could maybe withdraw your support from it. Yeah. Good luck with that. No, but it's, it's saying it yeah. works. It doesn't. It that's works the, in more things. That's the answer. It's just like, not. Oh, you don't like the the business practices of this company? Well, let's quit buying their stuff. You don't like the 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 moral things that are immoral things that are happening in this religion or whatever? Yeah, there's, take your money away from there's there. There's a third option. Yeah. The third option. The third option. And they won't teach you about it. No, it's not good. But uh, but in 1849, Henry David Thoreau brought it up and it led to big changes um, later on with, uh, well, just a lot of people. Gandhi, MLK, yeah. Leo Tolstoy. A lot of people were highly influenced by this. Yeah, and they, they these rebellions were bloodless or not bloodless okay non-violent yeah rebellions but they changed because all of a sudden the so-called moral government looked immoral because they were forcing you know it's bad pr awesome people yeah, like, people start feeling being like holy crap you're doing this like oh my god wait you believe this so much that you're willing to sick a dog you know these dogs are spray these people with these hoses and all this stuff mm-hmm. it's not good and so anyway anyway we'll think about it and uh we'll talk to you later hey thanks that thank was great. you that was good thanks yeah man. all right bye What?